Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O. Wow, Pat O, you're back. I am. Well, we're, we're both back. <laughs> I was I was here last week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I still, I still right. did my job. No, um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, obviously I didn't fire Pat O, um, but... <laughs> Like I said, I did. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how was your, uh, you went on vacation? How was your vacation? I was traveling abroad. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I already live in a tourist destination, so it's weird going to other places. That yeah. Tourist destinations. I know when I would, when I actually worked in hospitality and people would, I'd be like, who are all these people that come to Chicago to visit here on vacation? Like, it makes no sense to me. Um, so I, uh, yeah, we took the family out for, uh, Thanksgiving week and, uh, it was a pretty good time, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm I like the Midwest. I, I, I'm glad we went, we had an awesome time and, and my wife was instrumental in a lot of that. And, uh, I thank her from the bottom of my heart, but, um, you know, I like going to Milwaukee too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just a just a simple Midwestern dude. So it was all right. Well good. Yeah. I'm glad glad you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Did you guys were you home for Thanksgiving? You were there for Thanksgiving. No, we were we were gone. We uh we left Monday and we got back Saturday. That's a great idea. So yeah, it was my wife getting out of cooking again. You know, it was a little extreme this time. But uh <laughs> I had to go the extra mile. Yeah, I I don't know. We always had Thanksgiving at my house growing up. That was like the holiday. Oh, okay. My mom and her sisters divvied up the holidays. We always had Thanksgiving, so it was always a big deal. Um, you know, Black Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, is a real big party night. So that was always um, that was always a, a lot of fun. And you know, it's like the opening shots of the holiday weekend when you're in when you're in school. You have like that. Wednesday off and that Thursday off, that Friday off and all that shit. So Thanksgiving is kind of um, my favorite go-to holiday. There's not all the pressure of like Christmas having to buy shit for people. It's just kind of like I feel like what Christmas should be. Um, you get together with your family. Everyone has a good time. There's lots of partying, lots of seeing friends. So uh, that's always been my favorite holiday. And then I grew up and I got married and like, it's a lot different now because it's not as celebrated in this house anymore. Um, we don't do, I keep trying to push for us to do Thanksgiving and it, it doesn't happen. And turkeys so you are a bit. Better just stay home and have a traditional Thanksgiving. Well, I want to go back to being in high school. I think in general, you know, I would yeah. like, to, I would like to go back to like getting shitty in my friend's garages, you know, when it's like 45 degrees out <laughs> in the garage with a hoodie on and a, a case of Bud Light and, you know, everyone, you don't have school the next day and then f having Thanksgiving with my family and my grandma would be there and her and I would get wasted on fucking Bloody Marys and then someone <laughs> would pick me up and we'd go to a party or something and I don't know. I, I miss that, but I don't think I'll ever have that again, at least until yeah. my kids are older. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, especially with my, with my wife living out of town. Or, or not living out of town, being from out of town. There's always kind of, and in my family now, everyone's kind of older, and uh, the cousins are all kind of split up. So it's just the the holidays are just kind of a weird. Where are we gonna go? What are we gonna do? There's no real tradition kind of set in stone yet. Yeah, and um, I'm not trying to 
try to bring it down here <laughs> in the beginning of the show. But it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be our new tradition is just to go away or if we're going to try to establish something routine or whatever. But, you know, it was what it was. We had a good time, though. It was good. I don't have a uh, Thanksgiving, like a traditional Thanksgiving. I mean, when I was uh, young, I, you know, probably before the age of like 10, we'd always go to my grandma's house. And, uh, but that was before the family got too big to house in one place. Um, you know, so eventually as the years went on and the family grew, I mean, there's, I've got hundreds of family, Italians fuck a lot. And, um, <laughs> they're really good at it. I've noticed. Yeah, uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh, no, I mean, you know, so the family just grew and, and it just got too big. And so everybody kind of broke off. And and then, like, you know, from that point, I, I was working like forever. And so, like, I've always worked Thanksgiving because I just it's just a holiday where you eat. And uh, so yeah, I, I went through that phase for when I first started out yeah. as, a, as an engineer. I worked all the holidays. Um, right. Yeah, and then once you get in that phase of your life, nothing means any your t- total nihilism. It's just right. like I'd rather know. like spend the day making three hundred dollars. I'll eat later. Like, right. <laughs> I'll go, you know, grab me a plate, whoever's there, and I'll, I'll pick it up on my way home. Sure. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of how it was. Well, now, like nowadays, I'm off on. I've been off on the holidays the last couple of years, but my my uh, nuclear family unit, my mother, has then taken the opportunity to work on thanksgiving <laughs> and so <laughs> and i don't blame her so we i mean we always like have dinner as a family it's just that usually we don't have it on thanksgiving um this year was actually the first year the very first year ever that me and my mom both had it off but my sister didn't so <laughs> she worked but we still did you know we, but we again we just get together and eat like that's it's not you know <laughs> just kind of a throwaway holiday we're crazy about halloween or crazy about christmas could give a fuck less about thanksgiving i can do that shit any day of the week so do you guys do uh do you guys do black wednesday i had never heard about black wednesday until you mentioned it so get out of here oh my god i had never heard of it biggest party night of the year biggest party night of the year when you worked in bars like you had to i would have to work that night because it would be it would be everybody Everybody comes home from college. They all go out that night. You're going to see all your friends. And I'm sure that's a, I mean, I, I, I you know, okay. I, I think I've heard the term locally, but like none of my friends have ever like, you know, talked about it really, or like made a plan to like, but I think it's, again, it's because usually we all work on Thursday, so we're going to bed early. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the show, Mike <laughs> Vanderbilt has a black Wednesday party every year. I, oh, that's I'm cool. sad. I missed that. Cause I was out of town, but he's actually, I, he's having a party this, uh, this friday he's doing like a a kfc like a japanese christmas something oh that's they, cool where they get kentucky fried chicken all i know is i gotta sh- that my kid's got his first basketball game this season i'm going to that and then i gotta pick up a bucket of chicken and go to this thing <laughs> so i'm glad because i felt back because i missed black wednesday and uh it'll be nice that i don't know if this is going to be as well attended as his black wednesday party usually is i think this is a little bit more intimate but um you know sure whatever friends right. and fried chicken i can live with that right friends and fried chicken that's what life is about wow yeah we didn't really i mean i didn't really do anything i shopped i did some shopping did you use uh 
Did you get 20% off at manscaped.com using promo code STAYWEIRD? Yeah, I did. I did. I did uh, uh, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using code STAYWEIRD. Like, you guys should have been doing this entire time. Have you? So we're half we're halfway through this promotion now. Have you used... What, what have you used so far? Have you used uh, any of it? The butthole trimmer? Yeah, I, I, I didn't use the butthole trimmer. Um, I did use the... Um, like the clippers yeah the tr- the trimmers. on your pubis on my pubis i did i used it did on you my collect pubis. the shavings and, and are they going to be on the yeah they're up on eBay. Spring? um i'll put the <laughs> link down in the description um <laughs> you know you know my uh my wife is like we've talked about selling cameras and shit before and the one reason that she won't do it is because she's afraid that somebody's going to take her dna and then clone a copy of her and then abuse it so do you have similar fears with your manscape oh. trimmings? Like if you saw your hair, you're basically giving someone the ability to no, you a, no, because that's not you. What the fuck do you care what happens to that? That's not me, right? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that is. Just like let me borrow it sometimes, though. Like the other me, we'd have a great time together. Um, that's that's my only. You can clone me all you want to. I just I would like to hang out with myself. Um, you know, we would probably get married. Um. <laughs> i'm not that much of a narcissist but anyway um yeah no i did i use the clippers i like them. they're good clippers i enjoyed yeah. it um it I, a good used, time. I used it to line up my beard uh prior to my excursion i have not used it below the neck yet but i I did use it to because i i have facial hair like most men my age these yeah. days as very popular and wow. if, if you're like me and you have facial hair um you can use the, the, the trimmers for that. And, uh, you know, if you follow me on social media and you've seen how absolutely drop dead fuckable I look at all my vacation photos, that is thanks to using the mans- Manscaped, whatever it's called, Lawnmower 2.0. Is that what so, it is? The Lawnmower? I think that's what it's called, yeah. <laughs> it's not in front of me right now. I'm not recording the podcast from my fucking bathroom. You know, <laughs> sorry. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Fact check it is, me. <laughs> it is. It is. It is being put to good to good use. Um, and I have worn the t-shirt too. I I meant to take a picture oh. in it, but I did not. I will though. Um, I'll I'll make it very tasteful. And, Let me know when you do that because I'll take a picture of myself in the briefs and we'll 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 combine the two of those. We'll do a sure. I haven't gotten to wear the briefs yet. I'll wear them. You know, you but do, you, it's it's cold. So yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, you know, it's cold. Anyway, um, no, they, they do have good stuff. Actually, um, some reports have been coming in on um, what people are saying about these products. Um, next week, somebody left us a voicemail about it, and I totally forgot. Get again. out of here! And um, so next week, we'll, we'll have that on the show. Um, they left a voicemail by calling 773-59-WEIRD? They did. They did. Oh, they my called gosh. 773-59-WEIRD, and they told us about their experience with the Manscaped product. So now it's not just us shilling the products. It's our fans, This too, is so awesome. Clearly. Is it a boy or girl? It's a boy. <laughs> is it Jim Jam? I shouldn't call him a boy. It's a man. It's not Jim Jam. Oh. It's so. cool. I love his voice. I love his voice messages. I do love his voice messages. <laughs> they are a lot of fun. <laughs> Go back. I'm always like driving around at work, and he's driving around on his forklift or whatever. And he's leaving yeah. his voicemails and yeah. <laughs> talking about the show. Yeah, no, he's great. <laughs> Twink shit. What was like <laughs> two weeks ago? Y'all, y'all cracking me up. Twink shit. That's right. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't Jim Jam. But if you if you did purchase some of the Manscaped product products or you anticipate to purchase them, um, this uh, the offer is valid up until December the fourteenth. So it's perfect for your christmas needs i guess if you need to have smooth genitals at christmas time and who doesn't but uh yeah definitely (laughs) call the number call the number and tell us what you think tell other fans if they should buy this product or not i mean you know this is like okay you know yes okay this is a company that is going to pay us for um selling their products but at the end of the day we are actual people and we do actually use and do have these products and do use them um but what do you think about them i mean you're not getting paid for it you call me and tell me at 77359 weird um and I'll, I'll say this it is a very high quality beard trimmer i have not used it on my genitals yet but as far as everything above the shoulder um you know it's, and aren't we doing a giveaway if people buy if people buy it we're gonna do like a giveaway is that right yeah well, we got time to figure that out we got two three more shows right well that's that's why we got to mention it if you purchase um, the manscape products and you use code stay weird um then let us know send us a screenshot of your order or you know just something that proves that you you purchased it with the code um and we will throw you in for a drawing i don't know what we're gonna give away yet but we'll give you something we got shit to give away oh yeah i'll give you something neat um figure it out but anyway so that is that pat oh i did not do the news last week it just felt it felt wrong to do it without you but also there really wasn't any news last week so um (laughs) do you want some news this week i sure do (laughs) i want twice as much oh no well you're gonna be severely disappointed i'm a a news pig (laughs) oh a news piggy um (laughs) here for that news i know people were so disappointed about not hearing the news last week um the only thing that i have is one thing um apparently in china there is this flock of sheep that have been going around in a circle for like 12 days straight have you heard of this have you seen this i i've seen a lot of stuff coming out of china but this this was not one of them yeah yeah yeah. so there's a some farm in china who has different you know sheep and different pastures and a couple of them kind of just started walking in a circle in a big circle and then like the others started joining in and now there's like all these sheep just moving in a circle and like i said it happened i don't know if it's ended now nobody's really updated that but you know the last report i had was 12 days and uh so people kind of have different theories as to why these sheep are doing this um but there's a video out there you can see it sure i'll put it in the description whatever but you know it's just sheep walking in a circle um i don't know you know it, it is weird it is very weird but like some of the quote unquote experts um that have kind of weighed in on it say that sheep first of all there's a type of disease that will cause things like them going in circles but i think that what they mean when they say that as a symptom is not actually going in a circle formation but rather not really being able to walk is what i gathered from this disease um but other others have suggested that um sheep can do this because they're frustrated um because they're in closed quarters and they are kind of more in like a they're not like a big open farm they're in like a fenced in little area and um that you know maybe a couple of them got bored and like i said just generally frustrated so they started doing the circling thing and then others started joining and then they just like 
didn't stop <laughs> and like <laughs> you know just like um the same concept is like i explained it pretty well i was talking with jeremiah about it uh jeremiah byron and you know i said that it's, it seems kind of like a slow clap right so the slow clap one person claps and another one does and another one does and then all of a sudden you get the whole room cheering mm-hmm. um it, it seems kind of like more like that effect you know even if people don't even know what they're clapping for um you know they they will join in just because that everybody else is doing it you know it's why they call people sheep when they uh just believe everything you know, sure little damn sheep so i don't know it's a weird thing pato any thoughts on the circle of sheep uh no but have you seen how they're locking people in their fucking houses there what are you talking COVID about no in china no that's the bigger story coming out of china right now not to derail your little sheep walking in a circle story so Ch- china has like a zero tolerance uh policy for covid Okay. So if an area, if there's COVID cases, they completely just lock it down. So right. there was people that were, uh, were like running out of uh, the, the iPhone factories because there was a COVID outbreak at work and they were going to lock people in the factories. And there was footage of that. And then I saw footage today of them welding apartment complex doors shut because someone had COVID in there and that's how they were preventing it from spreading like they're, they're not doing like this where you can move around freely if, if if someone in an office space has COVID they lock the doors no one leaves until you're all dead or it passes same thing huh. with residential areas too yeah it's crazy it looks very China looks like on the verge of collapse right now in some of these fucking videos so the, the sheep's walking around in a circle. They're just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we might as well just go ahead. And- Things are going no, up I, for grabs. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I can't say too, too much about what's going on there in China. Um, because I this is the first I'm hearing about this. Um, you know, I will say that... Um, that sounds very extreme to just leave people at work and shit and in the factories and stuff i mean at least let them go home you know if they're just like okay these people have to stay home now this entire city is on a lockdown i think that's a good idea um but if you're talking about welding doors shut that's obviously inhumane well there that is uh that's communist country for you you know what i mean that's true they 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 do it differently there they do it differently just a little bit yeah just a little bit differently um you know i'm glad i don't live there um (laughs) i mean how are they getting these people food and that's that's the problem that's that that was the exact video that i saw today was that yeah if you don't have an adequate enough food supply then just you're gonna starve to death that was that was the the point of the video that i saw posted from there was that that's what they're doing is they're they're it was it was like a a a couple men and well i guess they could be women let's not be sexist um it was a couple individuals working for the chinese government dressed in like full body like contamination suits and uh with a welder and they were welding these like the the main entrances to these apartment complexes shut and it was saying you know this is what's going on and if you don't have enough food then you're just going to starve to death wow yeah 
Yeah, just I mean, to prevent the, the, the outbreak. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know what's so to stop another outbreak, to stop this thing from happening, to to save face publicly. Because I mean, and I agree with extreme measures, but I don't agree with killing those people or letting them die. You know, because they're afraid. Well, especially if 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 you believe that the effects of COVID have been downplayed so much, or or the you know what I mean, or it wasn't that deadly, it wasn't that serious, it was so overblown, and you know that that this whole thing was kind of just orchestrated and it was very reactionary and panicky. Well, if that, and if, and I'm not saying that wasn't the case, but it's interesting that people have that on, on one side of the, you know, here in the United States, we have people that actually claim that belief. And then on the other side, we have China where we where a lot of people theorize that it came from and that it was, it was manufactured by whatever. And they're trying to, they're going to such great lengths to stop the spread of it, that they're welding people inside their homes. You know what I mean? Not just not just a curfew, not just saying like, hey, we don't want you to come out. We're going to we're going to physically restrain right. you. And, right. if, and for something that has a ninety nine point seven survivability rate. Well, why would you do that? Unless it's just all about the court of public opinion and China really doesn't want their name associated with another outbreak again. So they're going to these great lengths just to stop it right now before it spreads. And that's why they've enacted the zero tolerance policy. Huh. I'm going to have to yeah, read some more about it. It's crazy. I mean, but it's just, I don't know. Wow. That is crazy. Nuttiness. What are you going to do? And then the fucking sheep are walking in a circle. For no <laughs> they had insult to Obviously, injury. they're correlated somehow. There's a conspiracy yes. here. That, that's what it is, Pat. They don't want people to know there that the sheep are walking in circles. They're trying to cover up the, well, the, the sheep circle. The sheep are looking for someone to shear them. Because <laughs> there's no one there to take their uh, their lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped. <laughs> You, you surviving free Chinaman need to use uh, his promo code Stay Weird. Yeah, twenty percent off your order and free shipping. Yeah, right. You got you got to you know that's um, part of hygiene. You got to have good hygiene if you don't want to get COVID and get welded inside of your home. Sure, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. That's a horrible take. <laughs> but whatever, I said it. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> so anyway, okay. Well, that is uh, something else um to add to the books there's been like a couple of hoaxes some people have brought to my attention um some bigfoot videos and bullshit you know i i know you guys probably want me to talk about them but they're probably not real and uh so i mean you know i'm just gonna leave it at that um there was another nessie sighting on the nessie webcam but as we talked about before in the show those aren't, aren't counted towards the official registry of nessie sightings so you know, I don't know. Take that uh, with what you will, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any other news. Pato, you got any other news to talk about? Yeah, go on. Uh, just, just, just. Uh, oh, man. There's lots of crazy shit on Twitter with Chinese. Just, just put, search Chinese on Twitter. Oh there's footage God. of like these, these like drones spraying some kind of liquid on top of people in buildings. I have no idea what it is. It's very ominous. I don't know. It's well, and it's hard to know like what's real and what's not because China. We know that China represses their media. 
But also, we know that people in the United States hate China so much that they make up bullshit about them all the time. And I'm not saying China's great or anything, but, like, people just straight up fucking lie about, like, what about the Chinese? (laughs) Yeah. So it's hard to know, like, what's real and what isn't. And, you know, um, just if you're going to research the topic, do it in a smart way. I'm trusting you guys to do it in a good way. Um, Be informed. Don't believe everything that you read on the internet. But, um do a little bit more digging into topics to kind of know what's going on right Um, that's my psa for today know your shit do your research yeah Um, use twitter for something besides you know pervin on trans porn stars (laughs) is that what twitter's for (laughs) that's what they tell me i don't know that's not what i use it for pat uses it to look up china um <laughs> right <laughs> yeah right i mean you know he's watching china from here i shouldn't say that They're hey, gonna come for you. oh god <laughs> anyway remember when i used to get i used to get fan mail because of that you remember that remember that period oh, of our yeah. show's life or oh yeah <laughs> i do remember so, that sorry talking about bailey j one episode and i got my first real fan mail from people <laughs> that's what i need to bring back bring back the bailey j sure (laughs) do do what you need to do to make yourself happy pato um how about that uh we didn't talk about medium my gosh skipped right over it um pato you've been playing the pokemon no i got it from a kid i have oh my god we went we did go to a kickoff event that thursday night how was that we sat outside gamestop you know uh, it was nice for all the people with autism to have somewhere to go. Um, no, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, um, it's a lot. There's a lot of different Pokemon fans. There's a lot of different types. There's like, you know, uh, five to seven different types of Pokemon fans. Um, there's, there's the real weirdos. There's the stoners. There's the goofballs. There's just the video game people. There's the people that take it way too seriously. Um, my kid is really into it. He's really into it. He goes through and he like he does like nuzlocks and stuff. Um, so he was really into it. But he's twelve, so it felt okay. We were just standing in line with these people, and like I don't know, it was it was an experience. We did one for uh, the GameStop by my house. Had one for. Um, Let's go Pikachu. Okay. And uh, we went to that one, and that one was very similar. And, uh, you know. What do you mean, though? What do you mean? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just pre-order the shit online, and it gets here, and I play it. So, so you, well, so you can go to GameStop. And, like, so you got yours. And I know Emily Whalen, like, posted when she got hers. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, she, I think she got hers through Amazon. So, like, hers got delivered sometime Friday. And if you download yours, then you were able to get it um, immediately. Yeah. And, you know, actually, a right. uh, friend of the show, Daniel Thorndike, was telling me that he prefers the download method because you don't have to pick which version you want right away. So, like, when we pre-ordered ours to pick up from GameStop, we got to go at 11 o'clock Thursday night to get it. So, if you were super into, like, playing it before anyone else... Like, me and my kid went to GameStop at 11 o'clock Thursday night. We had it, you know, before most people, before even if you were a downloading person or whatever, right? 
So um, that's what I mean. So we we like lined up outside the GameStop, and there was a bunch of everyone that had pre-ordered it. And then we went into the GameStop one one you know in a in a line, and we showed our receipts, and then we got our games, and we went home, right? So like, uh, but Dan was telling me that if you pre-order it through the Switch or whatever, you don't have to pick your version right away. You just pre-order the game, and then at midnight you can pick which one you when, when you go to download it, you can pick which one you want. So because they hadn't released the Pokédex yet for each version. He was going to do it that way. That way he could wait and see. And once the Pokédex were released and he knew like what the differences in the versions, then he could decide which one he wanted to pick. And Connor just picked Scarlet like months. I don't know what metric he used to pick that one, but we got Scarlet. And that was because of, uh, I don't know, whatever. That was the one we got. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's been playing it. And I think he's, I think he's pretty into it, you know? Okay. What sure. about you? you? I know you actually play it. You're this. this I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm one of those weirdos that used to line with. Uh, no, I, I'm not like that. I I don't um, I like I don't believe in, like I don't. That's just stupid to me. I bought it Friday, and I worked, and then I went after work at like three o'clock and went to GameStop and I walked in and I bought it and I had it. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just talking people that like Pokemon, like like adults that like Pokemon. I am a huge nerd about stuff. It's it's just the different types of there's very different types of characters that you'll stand in line with to get a new sure. Pokemon game at eleven o'clock at night. There's there there's not they're not all people like my kid are not all people like you. You know what I mean? There's a it's a it's a wide variety of characters. That's all I'm sure. saying. Wide sure. variety of characters, and I'm not I'm not talking shit about any of them. They all have just as much of a right to exist on this planet as I do. I'm not talking shit about any of them. And some of them, I, it was nice to see them get out of the house, and I felt I was happy for them. <laughs> and some of them just got off their shift at Burger King, and they smelled like weed and whoppers and stuff. And I remember when I was like that, waiting for Grand Theft Auto Five to come out. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, I've i waited in line for video games and shit before at midnight. Like, I'm not talking shit. No, I got you. I, I haven't. I don't know the appeal. Um, and that's all I'm saying about it. I don't get that part. Um, I guess if I were a third shifter and like, oh, that's when I got off work. So I'm going to be up or, you know, I'm going to be up that night to play it. But anyway, I wasn't crazy about it like that. I don't know. I don't like it very much. Why not? It's too much. It's too, it's too much. It's like, you know, back in the day when you had, and you know, people are like, oh, well, you're just nostalgic for playing it as a kid. I didn't play as a kid. I didn't start playing Pokemon until I was 19 years old. Uh, <laughs> as an adult. And uh, I started off with Heart Gold. This is my first game. And, um, you know, but I've, I've since played all of the games up till that point. And, um, you know, you, you go from town to town, get your gym badges, right? There's like side quests that you can do. Oh. Someone's calling you. That's my kid's phone. Just ignore it. <laughs> I want you to answer it. Let's talk to him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you go from town to town. This is not like that. You are very much on your own. There's, like, no direction for anything at all. And it's, like, it bothers me because I could full-on complete a whole Pokemon game. I can't do that with this. There's too much. There's no way for even for me to even know like where I've been, where I haven't been. I can't search every nook and cranny for every item. I don't like that. 
And um, so that's really that's really bugging me right now. And like, you know, levels don't really seem to matter anymore, like what level you are. And, you know, it just I don't know. I don't I just it's too much. I prefer the old style. And I guess I get things change and things have to evolve, um, you know, especially in a game like Pokemon where that's what it's about. <laughs> but uh yeah i just i'm not having a good time with it like i'm just not really getting it i'm playing it i'm I'm gonna finish it i'm gonna finish the whole game but like i don't know i just i feel like i'm missing something and uh that sucks (laughs) so you know what i i know exactly what you're talking about i uh for so i don't game super heavily um but i i do i do play uh I do game kind of a lot. Well, I usually have something that I'm playing. And for the past couple of months, I was playing Fallout 76. And I got to the point in the game where the only thing left to do is uh, play with other people online. Right? So if there's any listeners out there that play Fallout 76, let me know. I know Daniel Thorndike from Blue Room is, uh, he's trying to level up a character enough. But I'm I'm level, almost at level 75. I completed uh, 90% of the stuff in there, and I just need someone to do the uh, the last, the nuclear warhead mission with me, and then I need someone to go to the to Pittsburgh and do that stuff with me, too. Uh, I've soloed as much as I can in that game, and until I get friends that play online, I got nothing else to do with it, right? So um, I was like, all right, well, I need a new game to play. I need something new to play, right? And I had downloaded this game uh, just a couple days ago called Evil West, which is a um, uh, it's like a first person, uh, third person shooter, kind of like Gears of War. um, But you're a like a cowboy guy and you're fighting vampires and you have like very steampunk Tesla type technology that you can use as well. Right now, this game I'm I'm absolutely in love with it for a couple different reasons. Number one, I like the I like the the vibe of it, the aesthetic, right? I like cowboys and I like vampires and monsters and shit. But the other reason I love it is because it is a on the rail, non open world, non sandbox game, right? Yeah. You start the level here at point A, and you walk pretty much in a straight line. There's some like hopping over terrain, and sometimes there's little side paths you can look to like look for gold or collectibles. Sure. Other than that, it's a straight shot from point A to point B with three or four battles and two cinematics on every level. And it's it's fucking enjoyable, and it's not right. crazy hard, and it's not this massive open world thing where I gotta wander around and wonder if I'm in the right fucking place with right. all these side missions and all this bullshit. There's like twelve stages, and I play like a stage or two a day for like an hour, and it's a lot of fun, and it's really you know it's like games don't always have to be these massive immersive experiences. Like I like the Grand Theft Autos, but but, but like when I when I finished Fallout, when I got to the point that I got in Fallout 76, and I was like, well, what am I going to play next? I thought about downloading um, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was like, that's that's like it, it's, it's going to take me forever. It's going to be some game I'm going to play for like fucking, you know, 70 hours. I'm going to be right. wa- wandering around the desert looking for a pink vulture to shoot or something so I can get some golden whip or, you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, there's something to be said about an on the rails, 
hold my hand, take me through it. Let me just fucking experience the story. I don't need everything to be this massive sweeping thing that I get lost. Not everything needs to be Avatar. You know what I mean? Where I get lost in another world. Let me just play something for a little bit. I mean, no, like, I don't mind that already. Like, I, I don't mind a game that has many, many hours to it. Like, truth be told, I mean, at minimum, when I play a Pokemon game, I'm putting 500 hours on that bitch. I'm already putting 500 hours on a Pokemon game. I did not need more. Like, I did right. not, you know, that's already, you know, it's, like I said, it's just gotten way too much and it's just like physically like walking from place to place i'm like have i been here before have i gotten everything that's in this area you can't tell there's no like good way to follow the map there's no way to tell if you've been somewhere before or not like and it's just it's too much it's way too much and like i walked from one town to the other and that was after i played all fucking day saturday all day long saturday and the only thing that i achieved was i went from one town to the next and yeah. it, that's just that's ridiculous it's too, it's too overstimulating and that's not why i play video games and again don't get me wrong i like video games that are very long jrpgs that's my thing and they're fucking long i mean they're at least 100 hour games you know you're putting into it because you're grinding and you're leveling up and you're doing the side quests and you're doing the things but you can't really i mean you can do that here but there's no like limit to doing it and there's no stopping point where it's just like okay that's enough now you need to progress to the story to get to the next thing this is not that i mean it's crazy and um yeah so i'm not a big fan of it i'll play it did you play the arcunas game no i don't even know what that is oh in between so the last there was uh like diamond and and uh what was what was the last one that came out so sword and shield and then it was shield and diamond and pearl diamond and pearl and then there was Pokemon Arcunus, which was like set in the past. You mean Arceus? Fucking whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I didn't play that game. All right. Because that, I I remember from watching my kid play it, that seemed kind of open world too. It did, um, yeah. I looked, only play, but I didn't play Sword and Shield either, so I don't know how that was. Sword and Shield, I feel, was on the rails. I feel like that was, that was a, a more traditional map. Yeah, where there was different, like you you take the road, you start in the town. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how right. they all go. Yeah, yeah, it's just open world. Whereas, like the before that, the games right before that, it was top down. Right, first of all, it's top down. It's not like in a first person. And this isn't even like first person, but it's top down, so you can see like around you, around your character, like uh-huh. what is going on. You can't see that here. I don't like that, you know. And so that means like I'm gonna take a fucking left, and then I'm just gonna keep going left for the next four hours and then i have to fucking backtrack now because there was nothing over there yeah. <laughs> or maybe there was maybe there's a couple of things but now i fucking forgot where i'm at i forgot what i'm doing there's like things that help you you can go to the the poke centers and they'll tell you like um you know you'd be like what am i supposed to be doing right now and i'd be like here's your options you know or whatever um but and that's another thing i miss nurse joy there's no nurse joy why what happened to nurse joy what was your starter pokemon uh the the fire guy i don't know how to say his name fucoco is that how you say it does uh, anybody even know that's i think this is the first time anybody's ever actually like fucking said it live for real um because we all just type it on twitter or whatever but <laughs> that's what that's what he picked was the was the dog with the sombrero or whatever and then uh i wanted to do the duck i was like you should pick the duck that's a cool he's got cool duck hair, hair yeah. yeah i am kind of sad i didn't pick duck with hair at this point but yeah whatever so anyway so that's what i've been doing as far as my media goes uh i've been playing too much because i still play it and i'll sit here and play it for fucking 10 hours and be like whatever (laughs) right (laughs) you know fucking video games anyway 
Pato, what did you know about the, have you ever heard of this, uh, the Sandown Clown? No, I had not. Never. I had not at all. That's super exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, I like this. This was a, uh, there's, unfortunately, there's not, uh, you know, a, a ton here, but it's a very interesting story. It's, it's, it's pure imagination fodder. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's something else. Uh, you know, it's very, it's just one of those weird one off. What the hell is this kind of thing? And I feel like it doesn't get enough play. People don't talk about this thing a lot. Um, you know, clearly, but it's kind of gotten more and more popular, um, as the years have gone by. So we'll just get into it. huh? So, uh, what was it? The, uh, summer of 1973, um, in Sandown, which is in the Southern part of England. Okay. On the Isle of Wight. The Isle of Wight. The White Isle. And, you know, we just hate that already. Um, <laughs> home, of, <laughs> home of one of the best. Uh, they threw like a, a, a festival back in 1970 that was bigger than Woodstock. That was, Did they really? Oh, yeah. The, the Isle of Wight Festival. It's it, There's three days. Every band there put out like a live album from their set. The Doors, The Who. The Who were like, that was like their like crowning, like one of their, you know, uh like epic moments in the who's history was their isle of isle of white performance wow but uh yeah so that that's why as soon as i saw this i was like well that's interesting because that that island it's called the isle of white for a reason it's a fucking island that was what that what i always knew it as and the fact that this weird bizarre clown thing showed up three days later is uh i don't think there's a connection between the the festival and this but it's it's an interesting correlation Wow, that is interesting. Hmm, I had no idea. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe there was uh, some correlation there. <laughs> anyway, some leftover hippie <laughs> fucking crawled out of his metal shed, <laughs> right from the Isle of Wight. Um, okay, so yeah, two uh, two seven year old kids who to this day remain anonymous. Um, they're probably still alive because again, this is nineteen seventy three. So that bit is very interesting. Um, we're just kind of. Uh, you know, being kids in the 70s and just kind of wandering around and not really doing anything when they heard a very bizarre noise that caught their attention. So they started uh, following the noise and they happened upon a weird guy that kind of looks like Jack in the Box. Um, <laughs> you know, the Jack in the Box guy. Um, that's what it looked like. Uh, they, they come up to this, this, this thing and it was about you know they figure about seven feet tall he, had, he didn't have full hands he had like three fingers on each hand um he had like triangle eyes and like a square nose and like a yellow mouth um the head was like too big for the body it looked like a snowman like there was no neck it was just like head on shoulders um it's a very interesting character and he was holding like a microphone that was like plugged into this weird i guess like an amp <laughs> you know? and it was like you know they come to find out the noise is coming from this thing is like talking to them well i don't know if he was if he was talking to them at first i don't know if he was singing i don't know i mean i don't know what the hell kind of noises he was doing out there just trying to get anybody's attention who knows but he caught the attention of these two kids and initially when they happened upon it they, they were horrified um so they started to run away but this creature kind of started talking to them talking to them at that point and was like drawing them back in uh. and so they 
they they came back um you know and they decided to talk to this guy i don't know why um they weren't fearful at that point um and you know he just kind of was just like oh i'm not gonna hurt you i'm uh, you know he, he said his name was colorful sam he said i i love i i i have the quotes because i love oh, the dialogue read them please that this thing that this thing comes up with his introduction was hello i am all colors sam okay and then what else that's it and then uh they asked him if he was a man mm-hmm. to which he laughed and replied no then they asked him if he was a ghost and his response this time was, well, not really, but I am in an odd sort of way. And when they asked, well, what are you then? He replied only, you know. Like, yeah. Fucking wow. Weird. Very weird. Wow. I am. Uh, hello. I am all colors, Sam. All colors, Sam. Yeah, that's right. And then kind of a ghost, but he goes, well, what are you? He goes, you know, like that's so fucking. Yeah weird it's very yeah. weird honestly this whole thing remind you ever watch adventure time no okay this reminds me of something out of adventure time but anyway yeah so you know he's you know talking to these kids and he's like hey you want to come inside my house <laughs> which of course and they say yes of course this was the 70s they hadn't quite learned about stranger danger across the pond right um so the kids are like hell yeah we want to go in your house and they go into his house he's got like a two-story hut um the first floor was had like basically like like wood furniture (laughs) it's like furnished (laughs) and then like the second floor was like kind of more like a it seemed more like a crawl space kind of like it was short you know you couldn't really you had to like bend down walk through it and then like the floor was like metal um you know and and they just kind of you know asked more well i don't know if they asked him or if he just kind of freely was like gave some information he's like yeah i i um i eat berries you know the berries around here he takes a berry out um and starts kind of doing like magic tricks with the berry um at one point he like put the berry in his ear and it would appear behind his eye he put it in his other ear it was in his mouth um and you know was kind of entertaining the kids that way kind of having you know cutting it up um you know he talked about how he like yeah he drinks water he drinks the the river water with there or whatever creek water but he purifies it first and um you know things like that and well of course you know and then they um they talked like i said they talked for a minute and they the kids had to go so they did they left and he let them go and he's like okay go ahead you know he made it a point to let them know that like he wasn't there to attack them so like if they were to attack him he wouldn't do anything about it yeah i thought that was interesting too that he wouldn't defend himself i mean like pointed that out yeah it wasn't just like i'm not here to hurt you it's like i'm not here to hurt you but like if you want to hurt me you can (laughs) 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 it's like i don't i don't think it i don't think it was necessarily like that i don't even think it was directed towards them i think he was saying that like if humans discovered him he didn't want to be discovered by humans because he was afraid that they would attack him but he made it known that if he was attacked he would not defend himself yeah i I don't know if he was specifically worried about the kids as much as it was um just humans in general or something right so you know they the kids the kids left and they um saw somebody on the way back 
going home. And I don't know if the kids were siblings. It doesn't even disclose that information or, you know, it doesn't really seem offered anywhere. Um, but they they were going back home and they, they they saw somebody and they're like, hey, there's this weird Jack in the Box guy, like, <laughs> hanging out in the hut down there. And the passerby was like, okay, whatever. Sure. Kids, seven-year-old kids, you know. And then they just went home and went on about their business. Well, a couple of days later, the girl, there's a boy and a girl, the girl um, told her dad about it. Uh-huh. And the dad decided to then contact basically, um, you know, like their version of, of MUFON, the British UFO Research Association. Um, and, you know, there's kind of some weird things up in the air there about why they were contacted, um, because this thing never really said, I mean, it said that it lived there, you know, it actually like they lived there. Um, but, you know, he contacted them and they had concluded that, you know, the kids were being truthful. They didn't see any reason for the kids to have made it up. The stories, you know, cooperated together. Um, the dad, that girl's dad, a couple of years before this happened, whether or not this is related, nobody knows, but it's of note, um, saw a UFO, had a UFO sighting. Yeah, and so, October of 1973, years earlier. Yeah, so maybe, you know, that's why he decided to contact them. Sure. I mean, it definitely, if you had that kind of, it it would i think there's enough stuff with this story to kind of link it at least tangently to to men in black experiences anyway but even going i mean if you look at like a lot of alan greenfield stuff and 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 alistair crowley stuff there there's a lot of debate about whether or not men in black are specifically alien beings or if they're just interdimensional visitors or something like that um so I mean, a lot of the standout clown stuff does feel very men in blackish. Um, so the idea that it would be can like contextualized through the UFO experience isn't out of the question, but yeah, it does kind of frame it in a certain way that I think maybe we should, or I think that the people should avoid if they can. Like I, it, it's interesting to note that the father did see something and, and reported a UFO experience earlier, right? But that maybe that wasn't a UFO, or maybe who knows what that was, or if there is a connection, or maybe it's something with that area, and it's just a hotbed. You know what I mean? Um, and that's and that's the through line there. I mean, there weren't like UFO reports in the area at, at the date that it happened. Um, so there wasn't anything like that. But again, this thing acted like it lived there. Um, well, we know, know it didn't. I mean. Well, right. Because I'm, I'm assuming I, I would assume, which has, again, never been clarified, um, that they went back and searched the area. I mean, the adults went back and searched the area and found nothing. And, I re- so I read a couple different articles about this, yeah. and they're all pretty much the same. Like, there's only right. one real like master story, and and right. so there's not there's not a whole lot of diverse information. But I and I can't find it in front of me right now. But I know that there was in one of the things that I read, there was a like a uh, an electrician or like a linesman doing work not too far down the road. And when they came back to talk to him about it, he didn't see any of this. He didn't see okay. the creature. He didn't see the, he doesn't the remember the shed being there. Yeah. Completely just a, like, like I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. 
<laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there, yeah, there, there, there could be pocket dimension stuff. There's, there's also, unfortunately, a high probability the kids just made all the shit up. That is very possible. That the Which kids I, just made it all up. I don't want to live in that world. No. I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. And, you know, the when you first, especially when you take into consideration what this thing looked like, um, it seems very child. And even like what it did, it was doing like tricks with the berries and things like that. I mean, it's, it seems very jovial, um, very kid like something. I mean, it's it's, you know, very much what a kid would just make up on the fly with their imagination. OK. And, you know, but they did describe other things that seem kind of a little which again this is by multiple reports that you're kind of trying to pull from but they did seem to describe other things that seemed weird that they would know um just like talking about you know purifying the water um you know where did that concept come from from them you know i think it just it's awkwardness is so reminiscent of men in black stuff the the idea that it's trying to communicate it's trying to mask itself and appear to what it thinks would work with its audience and why is it using a fucking microphone to do so i don't know isn't that weird i mean i mean but but some of this is also the kids explanation of it the kids, I mean, if you look at, like, you know, like, it's plugged into a speak and say, and it's got, you know, you're, it, it, it kind of looks like a clown or like a robot. It looks like the uh, Jack in the Box. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, the fast food, like. That's, uh, that's what I said. I know, but some people might think you mean, like, the fucking Jack in the Box, but I mean, like, it looks, it looks like the mascot for the fast food place. Um, you know, some of it might just be childish interpretation and what's trying to i remember i i i almost wanted to go through my old cell phone and try to dig it up but there was a coast to coast am episode that i believe was talking about the uh missing 911 stuff missing 411 missing 411 all right thank you and um they were talking about the the kids that disappear that they get brought back right and the fringe weird one-off stories that they have sometimes and there was and i recorded this like on as a video on my phone because it was so unbelievable but the guy that wrote those books is on and he's talking to george nori and he tells this this 30 second anecdote to george nori and george nori is completely fucking speechless and and it's what the story is so outrageous and nori's reaction to it is like the best punchline to a joke that you could ever come up with because he has no idea what to say completely throws him and what this guy says is that there was a kid that that, you know disappeared and traveled fucking 19 miles in seven minutes or whatever the hell happens to these people and when they find the kid and they ask the kid what happened the kid has this story about a robot that came out of the woods that uh brought it into a cave and asked it to poo on a plate okay and the kid said he didn't have to go so the robot brought him back and that was the fucking story wow, that's great <laughs> and nori's like what <laughs> <laughs> i bet 
And the guy's like, I don't know. The kid, this is what the kid said. The robot came out of the woods and had pincher hands and it shot sparks from its mouth and eyes. And it asked the kid to follow it because it had it needed help with a very important mission. And the kid follows the thing into a cave. And the guy, the robot pulls out a dinner plate and says, take a shit on this plate. And the kid said, I don't got to go. So the robot fucking walked him back out. And that's where they found the kid. I know it's weird. And maybe you've told this story on the show, but I feel like I've heard this story. I might have told this story. It's one of my all-time favorite ones. Because I was like, I heard this and I was, because Nori like has no idea what to say. And he's like, oh, and your next book. And then he just like goes out and talk about something else. <laughs> and, uh, but it you, you forget how like so many of these stories have, we love like the universal through lines that kind of connect it all and that kind of that kind sure. of form some greater narrative of the unknown that make the unknown less unknown, right? We love we love common denominator stuff because it makes sense to us and it's easy and we can wrap our heads around it. And then you get stuff like this. You get these weird fucking one-off stories that are just a little bit credible, a little bit They're more my favorite. Cre- a little bit more credible than we feel comfortable with. Yeah, and or like that the guy that hit the thing in California and had a shotgun with him for some reason, yeah, and was going to shoot it, but he didn't want to blow out his windshield. Like you get these weird stories that you, you could be bullshit, but yeah, there's some about them that sounds just a little bit. The truth has a certain ring to it, you know what I mean? You're like something is there. Well, it's like you know, the, and I think probably the most one of the most well, the most well known example of it's probably the Flatwoods monster, but. Second to that is the vegetable man. It's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That it just has to be true. Nobody makes that shit up. You know what I mean? And, and or the like frogs, the, the Loveland frogs. The, yeah, Loveland frogman. Yeah. I mean, you know, these one off stories, they're my absolute favorite because they probably happened. <laughs> to be honest, they probably do. Who makes that up? You know, these kids, I um I didn't realize that they were unidentified. I didn't realize they were anonymous. And so now, now that we've done this episode, it's, it has become my life mission. I want to talk to those kids. Well, what is it? It's Faye and um, Henry or something. They give Faye, F-E-Y, uh, Harry. Oh, he, the, the, the boy wasn't given a name. And the, for the purpose of this one article, they call him Harry. So no, Faye is the only one that's. No, that's not even her name. They're, they're I know, I know, but that's the, that's the that's oh. the monkey or that the magazine used because this was reported to Buffon, which is the British, which is kind of a shitty name, like the British, you know. Uh, it's British Buffon, right? Yeah, but Buffon sounds a little fucking goofy. But um, well, it's called like something. It's a something else. It's some other acronym, but you know, Bufora. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bufora. Yeah, it's just something else. British matter. UFO Research Association. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Pato was apparently looking at Bailey J the entire first half of this conversation. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm glad you're here now. <laughs> Welcome. What are you talking about? I'm here the whole time. What I do? Did I, did I, I time slip? Not all that. Did I time slip again? <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. Where am <laughs> I? Okay it's all right uh we'll just you know we'll just continue uh just weird shit happens every day you guys right here right here on the show um no uh, yeah the the kids have never come forward but they you know allegedly but if the kids don't if nobody knows who they are okay one of the claims that's made is that you know to this day they still maintain that story well okay to this day it's 2022 who are they (laughs) 
Yeah. (laughs) Let me talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation with you. And if you want to remain anonymous, that's fine. Um, You can. I'm not going to, you know, your secret's safe with me for who you are. Just as a researcher, I got to know. I got to know more about this. I mean, this is so, what do you, what the hell do you guys now as adults, what do you think? Like they listen to the show. They probably do. Um, You know, what do you think this thing is? You know, because it said it wasn't a ghost. So it didn't say it wasn't a ghost. It said it might not be a ghost, but it's not a man. Yeah. And look at the pictures from the, um, and any article that you read is going to have the artwork from yeah. uh, Bufora. And um, the the picture of, uh, of what is it called? The Sam, the Sandow clown. And then his little shed yeah. are, are both, uh, both worth checking out. Like I said, it's imagination fodder. It's really cool. I mean, it's exactly like you would expect for a child's imagination. I mean, you know, it is so it's very simple that they would make it up. But why? You know, they never came forward. You know, they they never nobody ever said it wasn't real. I mean, what would be the point of it? They didn't gain anything of making it up. Well, kids lie about shit. I used to lie about shit all the time. That's true. And they're just like, he, I'm going to take this to the grave. Yeah, but at this point, yeah, you, if you're not personally benefiting it from, there's no reason to keep going with it. If right. you think that, but at the same time, there's no reason to also denounce it either. Just let it kind of keep going. I, I think it was, know. I think it was a Men in Black thing. That's what I think. I think something popped through and came across these kids and and masked itself or tried to blend in and didn't really know how to do it and kind of fucked it up. And luckily, the kids were just like whatever. You know, especially the thing with the berry where it's like, look, I know how to eat. And you're like, and it's like putting it in its eye and shit. Like, obviously, you don't know how to eat. (laughs) I see that. I mean, you know, one one of my big theories is that a lot of the stuff just, it's the same phenomena. It just presents itself to you the way that it sees fit. And it would make sense for this phenomena to present itself to a couple of children as a clown with a cool microphone. (laughs) You know, I mean, and that is, or, you know, another theory that I have on it is that what if it is something alien or interdimensional, whatever, that crash landed here? That's why he has this like weird microphone rig because he had, you know, the first, his, you know, one of his first things obviously was food and shelter, right? And then the second thing was communication. He had to find a way to communicate, but he said he was afraid of humans. Why? Because we're jagoffs, especially British people. Um. <laughs> well, they're primarily white, so. Um. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was just trying to. You know, I think there's there's a little bit of um. There's a little bit of this thing not knowing how to necessarily uh, cover itself to appear to blend in, and then I think there was a uh, there's an element of the kids not necessarily knowing what they're describing and kind of just describing what you're seeing through things that you can comprehend. And it, and a microphone hooked up to a tape deck is something that would have been kind of around during that time. They would have had a speak and say, they would have had something, a little sing along machine karaoke thing or whatever that, that is something that they could kind of process it. Like saying this thing looks like a clown, you know, um, that, is you're using words that you understand to describe something that you don't you know the the limitation here is language and 
But then saying stuff like it's afraid of humans, like that seems a little mature to me. That is interesting. But I think that that might have been, you know, why would you say that? And unless it was it was really trying to. Like that's um, your excuse to get it to for nobody to ever find it. Well, or or just to to put the kid's mind at ease that not only am I am I so not a threat that even if you were a threat to me I would not defend myself that's how low my attack is then even in the act of defending I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to attack you to hurt you um that's a very 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 passive submissive thing to say or 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 idea to put forth put forth you know what I mean whether or not that's necessarily 100% accurate who knows but there you could not seem more submissive than to make that claim that when- Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just say, wouldn't it be crazy if, like, we put the show out, okay? And and I'm going on a search. Listen, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you, kids. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hear your story straight from you. It's going to happen. Just accept it. Um, but wouldn't it be crazy if I put this call out and I find these people? Okay, I find these kids. I talk to them, and they go, yeah. And there's also another part of the story. While we were in the hut, it pulled out a plane and asked us to take a shit on it. I'd be like, did you? <laughs> did you do it? I can usually, just, I can usually muster something up. I mean, they were just too embarrassed to tell anybody. I think that'd be great. <laughs> we shit on a plate. We shit on a plate for him. He showed us his berries. <laughs> Stuck his berries in his eye. He's st- like, like a proper weirdo. <laughs> the man watched the prisoner with him. You know, I don't know. You know, could this have just been some hermit? Some people think that. It could have just been some fucking guy. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Wearing a jack in the box hat head, mascot head. No. Um I think there was something going on there. You think it was something strange? Mm-hmm. You think it was uh Okay. I think so too. I I I buy this story. Um, I do. Uh, because again, it's so fucking ridiculous that it has to be true. And you know, for them to go as far, because then you know, think about it. Yes, yeah, they're kids, and like I, I talked about, what's the gain here for them to? Okay, well, they're just lying. That's fine. But you are also talking about seven-year-old kids. If it gets so far for your parents to then contact uh, an ABC organization, right? And now you you are talking to people of high authority. That's when the kid would break. You know, kids do lie, but they're not good liars. <laughs> yeah, it falls apart pretty quick. Right. And, you know, for those people to come in and go, I mean, for us to say this is fake, then we're also saying that whoever was, you know, the head researcher on this or you know, the lead investigator that came in and interviewed those kids and were saying that they're, they also suck at their job, too. Um, you know, to have gotten bested by a couple, couple of seven-year-olds. Have you guys ever met a seven-year-old before? Yeah, I raised a couple of them. Yeah, they're not very, I mean, you know. No, they're fucking stupid. Right, but they're not very smart. They're seven. Right. (laughs) You know, because it wasn't like the dad heard, I I guarantee you, the dad wasn't like, hey, you know, oh my God, my kid's telling me this crazy story. I need to immediately jump on this. You know, at first they're like, whatever. He was, he probably was like, okay, kid. And then the girl was like, no, it's true. And then, you know, you know, they spend a lot of time clarifying that these kids were believed what it was that they saw and and then contacted somebody you know so it it would be much it would be much more difficult if it was a lie i mean that'd be pretty goddamn in depth to have gotten that far with two seven-year-old kids 
So unless the parents were in on it, which I don't think that's the case either. Well, I don't think even if the parents were in on it, in on it, I think that the kids' stories would fall apart. Right. When they were in, when they were uh, being interviewed by independent sources. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. No, I think that this is. Um, I think this happened. I <laughs> do. <laughs> so there's. I'm looking at this one, and there's a picture from that uh, Buforia Journal. Um, that talks about Mr. Y stuck on a cliff at Compton Bay, observing the yellow eyes watching him from the water. But I don't know where that, the connection with the dad. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, two years later on March 1st, 1972, between 9 and 10 p.m., Mr. Y, this is the girl's father, was sitting on the cliffside at Compton Bay, having been driven there by an unexpected tidal surge, seemed caused in part at least by some form of droning underwater craft from his location on the cliffside mr y spotted two yellow lights approximately 40 feet away peering up at me like the eyes of some horrible sea monster not far below the surface of the water after observing the phenomenon the tide eventually went back out freeing mr y who was able to get back to his car and drive home wait the dad said this yeah so the dad had the dad had two encounters prior to all this one in 1970 and one in 1972. In 1970, he was driving around that area and they saw like a UFO in the sky and shit, right? 1972, he was driving along or, and there was a tidal surge. Like it was like low tide and, and he was like walking or something. And high tide came in and he had to kind of run up on this little cliffside and like sit there and wait for the tide to come back out. And this is 1972. While he's sitting there, he could see something in the water looking up at him and it looked like maybe headlights on a craft or something or the eyes of a horrible sea monster and then the tide went back out and he was able to come back down off the cliff and get back to his car and leave so that was all that was all what happened beforehand and when his daughter came home in 1973 and reported what she had seen that was when he lumped everything together and took it to these people okay so that is interesting too that aspect of it is the dad being a potential contactee because you know as we know from communion and much other stuff there there does seem to be sometimes a a generational line you know where parents that have these experiences have children that have these experiences and it goes down like that so that could be the connection um it also speaks about that area. Maybe that area was some kind of hotbed for a reason. There's a flap going on over those years. Um, and, and, or maybe it's just, they're all fucking loony, you know, and the, and, and there is a conspiracy there to kind of fabricate this story with the dad's involvement, you know, and the, and the dad kind of came up with something too to add fuel to it, or the dad came up with it in the first place and fed it to the kids. You know, I don't really believe that. I think this this seems more or less on the level to me for whatever reason, you know, um, whether or not it's specific to this family or it's specific to this area. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I really don't know. I want to say maybe it's the area, but who knows? No, I mean, that's the story. I mean, that's all we got to go off of. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions about it and the validity of it and everything else and until someone comes forward that was 
either i mean pretty much just the kids really at this point i mean it would have to be the two kids that allegedly saw this thing that came forward unless they come forward and say it's bullshit i'm gonna say it happened well if you're one of these uh one of these people you can drop us a call at 773-59-WEIRD <laughs> yeah tell us let tell, us know what happened that. okay well pat do you got anything else to say about the sand down clown i got nothing all right well with that being said guys we will be back here and we'll see you again next wednesday